Jeffrey Epstein is accused of running an underage sex trafficking ring. He's a hedge fund manager who has powerful political connections that include former President Clinton. Epstein is already a registered sex offender, pleading guilty back in 2008 to charges of soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution. You like so, me? I gotta show you this shirt. Check it out. Is the camera working? <laughs> Look at this. Wow. That's the first wow. Prince, Fresh Prince of Belgrade right there. Wow. Got Epstein on his shoulder and he's eating pizza. <laughs> How did you get that? I made it. That's brilliant. <laughs> Are they available or does it just make it for you? Oh, no. We, we sell all kinds of offensive stuff like this on my website. <laughs> <laughs> ANC report. The description box is going to contain a link to that. Yeah, knock on wood. I'm glad you got the book there next to paint to Pete. There, I haven't been banned on Amazon yet. Knock on wood. <laughs> right. Only that's, that's the only one left. It's the only one left. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> been banned on everything else. Uh, but yeah, that separation of business and state actually does cover a lot of the the uh, subprime mortgage and uh, securities frauds fall out from 2008 and all you know epstein was in the middle of all of that yeah uh, as were many of his uh what we call them customers were in the middle of all that so i'm just i'm just gonna put you on speaker view while i grab a water so i'll let you tell sure. the audience about you and what we're going to talk about tonight i'll be right back in two minutes let sean get his water so uh i've been on this show many times in the past that would unleash i think this is my fourth or fifth time and uh but before this show existed i was on this youtube channel with sean discussing jeffrey epstein i went over a large map of a lot of the players and the uh the israeli sponsorship behind him and I, we also did a show on peter nygaard who the the bridge between nygaard and epstein is prince andrew that's why he's on my shirt and we've covered that. And that was another abuse ring where they were drugging young women and and doing the R word to them. And so I don't know if he's back in or not, but I'd like to do a little call to action because a lot of people say, what do we do about it? Besides like knowing the information, two things you can do right away is boycott L brands. Anything from Les Wexner, Victoria's Secret or anything, anything under L brands, stop shopping there. And oh, yeah. also Nygaard products. He's already been banned from Dillard, but there's still some Nygaard products in Walmart and other stores. Never buy anything Nygaard. Never buy anything from Leslie Wexter. That's two things that, that all of you can do in addition to sharing this and supporting the researchers and helping the victims. Stop giving these people money. There's still Nygaard products out there? There are some, yeah. Now, they got banned from Dillard's, which is good on Dillard's. To It's a major... Um, retail outlet but yep and ll wow. brands is still there's obviously victoria's secrets and all the other things that wex around he's trying to to sell them off to other people but nobody should ever buy from these from these people even before epstein i mean les wexer himself has been accused of harassing over seven women and you know all, they, they're they're into building Israeli settlements and annexing land and shooting kids and all of this anyway. And on top of that, you have all the white collar crime and, of course, the uh, we'll call them sexcapades. 
So that's just additional crimes on top of other crimes on top of other crimes. These people don't deserve your money. So I asked the previous guest about Leon Black's 150 plus million, but he didn't yeah. um, have much to say about Leon Black. I imagine you you do that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to get under Leon Black, but I just wanted to say, because I'm going to forget if I don't. Have you seen Ghislaine's, uh, the real Ghislaine website? <laughs> I thought the Prince Andrew interview that you and I went over, uh, we went over Eric Weinstein's take on it and I was answering his questions and we were laughing because it was just so bad. But I think this website is worse. Like, oh, I she's just a great lady that cares about the oceans and Oh my God! The animals and the young people. Well, uh, I finally heard her brother say her name, so I got the pronunciation. Yeah, it's Glenn. Now. I just call her Jizz Lane because that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'd heard Virginia say her name. I know, obviously, she knows that she lived with them, so she yeah. knew it was Glenn. But um, yeah. I call her Jizz Lane because that's uh, what she was, and, and not well. I guess she still is. You know, on that website, they complain about the filth in her prison cell, which I have no doubt how filthy American prisons are. And they were talking about the toilet overflowing and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah. And there's a big fat Maxwell right in the middle. <laughs> That's the make the most filthy thing in there. Uh, no, With I don't have to herself, an entire floor to herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh she's not doing well, they say. And this is what they do. And Leon Black will do the same thing. They try to play the victim, right? She yeah. abused all these girls and women, both, and um and blackmailed all these people and ruined all these lives. And she's all woe is me, I'm the victim. And her brother and her sisters and stuff have a website and saying you don't know the the real Glenn Maxwell. She's just perfect little princess. Mm -hmm. And even Prince they Andrew's praised their father too. Like your father ripped off people's pensions, was a spy for a foreign country, uh, helped steal software away from the United States and the UK, put Mordecai Vanunu in jail. They had none of that's on the website, right? <laughs> These people <laughs> stole nuclear secrets. Oh, for by the way, yeah, they well, I'm getting ready to talk about that too. Um, for your Patreon, because this we're not going to get into this on YouTube. I want to talk about the Butterfly Trust. And I actually have the consent order right here. Uh, we'll do that in the second half. But um, that all relates to uh, the nuclear theft and the rest of it. So, wow, Prince Andrew is a monarch. I'll just say that much. You know, when they named it the Butterfly Trust, what an odd name, right? The Butterfly Trust, and he's paying co-conspirators with it. Set up with Deutsche Bank. But if you know about monarchs and butterflies, I'm being very careful with how I say this on YouTube, but there is a particular project monarch by a three letter something in the United States that if you want to puke in your mouth a little bit and go look that up later. Um, and that is where they get these names. So <laughs> I, I can't, I'll say, I'll say it after you. I don't want you be the one that gets you kicked off YouTube, but those Thank are the you. Kind of you appreciate that. <laughs> can't get into. <laughs> yeah. We even talk about Leon black. So the last okay. time I was on the show, I think we were going over McCain and Kasich and the Schottenstein family and 
uh, I think I was talking about Michael Milken and his, uh, you know, the junk bond King. Yeah. Because we talked about him financing Tony Blair's uh, faith foundation, which he did and his, and Israeli settlements. But Michael uh, Milken was also uh, kind of the right hand man with Leon black when they both worked in the same place at Drexel. Because before Apollo Industries, Leon worked at Drexel with Michael Milken. Michael Milken's famous, everybody. If, if you haven't heard of him, just two seconds of looking his name up on any search engine, and you'll be like, wow, <laughs> that was the junk bond king. And so this is where Black gets going. And it is the anniversary of when John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln in the head. And I'm going to, just to, to prove my nerd status, I will link abraham lincoln to epstein <laughs> you ready for this <laughs> this way so a lot of these a lot of these giant head funds and stuff and monopolies that epstein is targeting are only like two or three generations deep that puts you right in reconstruction like my great-grandfather lived in reconstruction it's not that far removed from the civil war and the damage that abraham lincoln did Lincoln is the original crony capitalist, top hat and all. He's the grandfather, the founding father of neocons before the Richard Pearls, before the Kagans, before any of that was Abe Lincoln. He married corporation and state. Uh, that is the where you get this. And so a lot of the things that he started, well, really you could blame like the East India Tea Company and other countries had done this, but in America, he's the guy that starts this. And one of the things he started was with um, many of the railroads, one from a guy named Minor Cooper Keith, who uh, set up most of the railroads in Costa Rica and Colombia. And he actually started the Banana Wars. The Banana Wars would go from 1899 all the way until 1934. And it, they're not about bananas. They're just called the Banana Wars but it was about railroads and the things transporting bananas as well as drugs and many other things. That's what that was about. I spent some time going over that in a film I made called empire unmasked. And it's crucial because this is, you want to talk about the stupidity of the war on drugs and a misallocation of resources fighting that rather than the human trafficking and like real serious crimes. In my opinion, this is where it all begins. Well, that guy's company was uh, converted uh, or merged with the Boston Fruit Company, which uh, later becomes the United Fruit Company with Alan Dulles of the CIA and the people that killed Kennedy on board, uh, which was morphed with a uh, milk um, bottling company, ABK, which was started by Eli Black. Uh, they merged together and he called United Brands which then becomes Chiquita Banana. So Chiquita, the United Brands, the United Fruit, the Boston Fruit, back to the railroads with Lincoln. All one big thing. Eli Black is Leon Black's father. And this is where their money comes from. He killed himself in 1975 because United Fruit was losing a lot of money because it wasn't, it's not really a fruit company anymore than Monsanto is, a, is just a GMO company. It's all CIA. And uh, they can't admit where their real money comes from because it's off the books. And so he tried to bribe a president of Honduras. He spent $1.2 million to lower taxes on exports there. And it caught up with him. And he threw himself out of a 44-story window uh, to his death from the Pan Am building. 
little ironic because Pan Am is what uh, Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Tower Financial was trying to do a takeover, and it because the Lockerbie uh, affair is is why they went under, and Steve Hoffenberg got thrown in jail, and Epstein weaseled his way out of it again. But that's Eli Black. Uh, the Suns start to Apollo Industries. Uh, this is where he first admitted giving $10 million to an LLC that he set up to Gratitude America, which is something that Epstein set up at Deutsche Bank. Uh, and he was able to do this through Paul Morris, who followed him. Uh, well, Paul worked at uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. That's this little new map I have behind me here. goes over all that with the – it's complicated. They set up a whole bunch of um, – of, of little uh, liabilities and LLCs in the Bahamas and in the in Bermuda and places like that that would just offload. If you're interested in the Epstein case, I take a much deeper dive in my books, which are available worldwide than Amazon. We've got Who Killed Epstein, Prince Andrew or Bill Clinton. Virginia Gaffrey alleged that Epstein ordered her to have sex with Prince Andrew three times, including an orgy on the Pedo Island, which included underage European girls. On the Lolita Express, Bill Clinton was photographed with Epstein's sex slaves. After Epstein was suicided, both men denied any knowledge of his crimes. This book examines the roles of Epstein and his accomplices in the Honey Trap operation and the likelihood of a royal prince or an ex-president being co-conspirators in his assassination. That's who killed Epstein. Then I've got elite predators from Jimmy Savile and Lord Mountbatten to Jeffrey Epstein and Galen Maxwell. In 2022, Galen Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison after she had procured teenage girls for Epstein and his predator pals. The connections included the most powerful people in the world, ranging from royal family members such as Prince Andrew to former presidents, including Bill Clinton. While the mainstream media protects the innermost circles of the establishment, this book reveals the harrowing truth of elite child molesters and the calculated methods they employ to conceal the horrific activities, which often span decades. And then more recently, I've released Untouchable Jimmy Savile. Savile was a practicing Catholic who raped young boys and girls and had sex with corpses. He was a God-fearing believer who participated in satanic rituals. He was an unprecedentedly generous charity fundraiser who was too tight to buy his own meals. He was a friend of princes and dukes who ate bacon sandwiches at his local Greasy Spoon. He was a peace activist who tied up troublemakers in his nightclubs and had them brutally beaten. He was a furry godfather who hated children. Untouchable Jimmy Savile demolishes the mainstream media narratives portrayed in Netflix's and the BBC's documentary. And we show that Savile's behavior was enabled by the most powerful members of the establishment for whom he was a fixer and a procurer. So these three books are available worldwide on Amazon, paperback, ebook, audiobook. They've got hundreds of five-star reviews. Check them out. Toxic assets for Bear Stearns. Basically, they'd be in the red and they'd sell them at a loss to subsidiary. And then they would get the rating agency to look and they'd say, look, we don't have a loss. We're doing well. And then buy it back the first of the next month. Typical stuff. They put commercial paper in that was bogus. They, the, the level of white collar crime is almost forgotten because of all the abuse of young women and other things that they were doing as well. Um, but that's all in there. And that hurt a lot of people too. 
So I got that mapped out over my shoulder a bit. Um, then we found out, no, it was a lot more than $10 million in Gratitude America. The New York Times comes out and says it's $50 million. Didn't even mention that $10 million, just fi- additional 50 Then an investigation goes through. We find out, no, it's $158 million plus the $10 million. So that's $168 million that we know of. And I think it's even more than that, but that's what we know of so far that he was paying Jeffrey Epstein. And he couldn't really say why. Oh, some advice on taxes and this and that. Really? He saved you over $168 million for that? Uh Uh-huh. Well, um, and this is all after he'd been arrested. Okay. The Gratitude America loan and the 158 additional uh, payments were from 2012 to 2017 in a five-year period. Epstein had been arrested uh, and convicted by 2008. All right. So he's well aware of all this. And Epstein had been on a trustee for the Deborah and Leon Black Foundation. That started in 1997. So their relationship goes back at least until then. Obviously, it's before then, unless he met him and put him as a trustee on his foundation all in the same year, which I guess is possible. But And they kept him on until 2012. They said, oh, it was just an oversight. How do you not know who the trustees of your foundation are? That's, <laughs> that's not possible. Right? <laughs> that's not possible. He and his wife were on it, too. Uh, and you're paying somebody hundreds of millions of dollars. You know that you paid somebody hundreds of millions of dollars. You can't, I don't care if you're a billionaire or not, or, you know, if your company's worth billions and it is worth about, or it used to be, <laughs> it used to be worth 9 billion. Not now. You don't, you don't just forget that you paid $158 million to somebody and made him a trustee of your foundation. That's not possible. And they did it through uh, these Deutsche Bank entities, which is also where Epstein would set up the Butterfly Trust, which was used to make um, cash payments for co-conspirators as well as, um, uh, what, what can we say, recruiters and groomers? Is that allowed? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's what we'll say. Uh, a lot of Eastern European surnames on there. And Darren Indyke and others, lawyers, were doing these $7,500 withdrawals and things that wouldn't set off any alarms and paying people in cash. And they they did this, you know, 97 times or something <laughs> that we know of. And they said, well, it was for uh, cash tips and this and that. It's not. And we know what the, the gambit was by now and who, why they were getting paid. The standard massage was 200 bucks. You know, that's what they were doing. But in the report, you can see pronouns referring to some of the co-conspirator too as her. And um, yeah, you know, it's Maxwell, but just by giving all the information around it, even though they don't say her name. And, but the thing is those dates are in that uh, 2012 to 17 range. And she's supposed to not have a relationship with Epstein long before that, she says. And so what we find is we have this fourth victim being added to Maxwell's case. And almost immediately, Leon Black resigns. He'd stepped down from chairman. Now he's not the CEO or the chairman. And yet, a day ago, they had a, a board meeting and he sat in on it. 
but he's not on the board. So what's he doing? See what they did? They renamed it an information meeting. Okay, that makes it all right all of a sudden. So he's still there listening and making decisions, even though he stepped down. In addition to all of that, he has his own accuser now. This came out about five days ago. I think you were traveling uh, when this happened, but uh, a woman who he admits he had an affair with, although he claims it was consensual. Well, he claims two things. He says he has a consensual affair, and then he says he's been paying her hush money because she was going to come out and say it. But her side of the story, and she's about 40 years younger than him, so people can think of that what they want. But she's saying she was refusing his advances and was uh, manipulated and abused, and she's coming out with it. Now she's put it all over Twitter. Um her name is, I'll probably say it wrong, G-U-Z-E-L. I think that's Jules, maybe? And J-U-L. What was it? G-U-Z-E-L. Guzel? Jules? Something like that. I don't know. I've never heard her name said. Just seen it written down. But her last name is Ganiva, but she's on Twitter, and she is letting it all out. Um. It wouldn't surprise me that a guy that's paying $158, $168 million to Jeffrey Epstein and puts a international kidnapper and R-word ring person on the board of his uh, foundation, lied about his money, claims oversight, this and that, and then he has a mistress who he admits he's cheating on his wife with and having sex with. Um I don't think it was a consensual relationship. I mean, it doesn't add up with everything else. His employee, Robert Kraft, also resigned two days ago. Now, I saw that coming. I actually said it on your show. I said, you asked me who was going to be next. I said, I don't think we're going to get any of the Wexers or anything. But Robert Kraft, you remember we were talking about he went to Florida and had um, uh, happy ending massages. Can we say that? Yes. Yeah. And, and some, and I thought that was odd behavior for a billionaire. I mean, you could just fly to Vegas and do that illegally. I mean, if that's your thing, but he was in something called the Orkin Asian massage parlor in Jupiter, Florida, uh, 24 other guys wrapped up in this thing, but Robert Kraft was part of it. However, the, the main evidence of what was going on in there, uh, and that he was participating in this was videotape of the establishment of them entering and leaving. And they wouldn't allow the videotape to be shown. Must be nice to be a billionaire. And the women have all been fined thousands of dollars in fees and fines. And the men have gotten away with it, but he still resigned anyway. And so this is what I'm thinking. Leon Black resigns, Robert Kraft resigns from Apollo Industries. The money that they were giving Epstein is out. The Deutsche Bank story is getting out, and I'm about to give more on that. There's a new victim in the case for Maxwell. It's the 90-something percent chance he's going to take a plea bargain in July because they can't let it go to trial. It just involves too many of the most important, wealthiest, most powerful people in the world. And they're going to have to limit her plea bargain, too, because even if you plea bargain, which is how most cases in the United States go, 
you still telling on other people, you know, like you gotta you throw somebody under the bus to reduce your sentences. And so how is she going to limit it? But these people seem to know that, um, yeah, the shoe's about to drop and they're trying to distance from at least save Apollo, uh, from their own behaviors. You got a guy who's 80 and another one is 76. They'll try and ride it out, but, um, they may have gotten some info few months early because they're already starting to run or it could just be the pressure of why are you, did you pay jeffrey epstein all of this money um but you know robert Kraft had gotten away with it he still owned the new england patriots fo american football team it hadn't really hurt him business-wise because it was just uh, you know half day reporting and gone uh they really didn't care about Epstein's associates or the Epstein story at all. As soon as Donald Trump wasn't part of it, the media lost all interest, which is just sad. And I really honestly think the only reason the Epstein story got any life at all is because of the Acosta Trump connection they thought they had in the beginning. Uh, and when that fizzled out, so did all interest, but not for you and me. I mean, I'm wearing Prince Andrew Epstein shirts. I'm trying to keep this on in the conscious mind of everybody, because this goes all the way to the top presidents, prime ministers, Royals. Although I personally think the concept of Royals is just silly. Other people don't, they're important to some people for some reason. I don't know why, <laughs> but they are, uh, they're just giant welfare Queens in my opinion, but it's a sick family. Charles was new Jimmy Savile and, Andrew knew Nygaard and Epstein and, you know, who knows how many others, but I heard Prince Andrew is going to come to Canada to visit Nygaard in jail just to tell him he can't be friends with him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then say, no, I was just having pizza. <laughs> and on maybe that maybe note, he'll call him unbecoming. <laughs> And on that note, we are going to have Ryan Dawson unleashed on Patreon in about five minutes. We will be able if to. If you say want a to lot talk more. about the junk bonds and derivatives market and stuff, I don't know if that's boring to people or what, but we will be able. I've to written things more. about it, and I'll put. I'll send the links to Ash. By the way, Ash first appearance. See, he's not a hologram. It's a real he person. Does exist. <laughs> he does exist. <laughs> Good to see him on. All right, I guess I'll uh, I'll shut up and see you in a minute on uh, Patreon. All right, I will put you in the waiting room and I'll see you there in about five minutes. Okay. Let's see. Thank you very much, Ryan. And his description links will be in the description box. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I've got some exciting news to announce. Michael Francis is coming back to tour the UK in 2024. The remade Mantor, the Michael Francis story. Michael Francis, once named one of the 50 most significant mob bosses in the USA by Fortune magazine, and a former member of the notorious Colombo crime family, will take you deep into the world of organized crime, sharing captivating tales and insights into the Mafia's past, present, and future. Join us for an unforgettable evening with Michael Francis, the original Goodfella, as he exclusively sits down with myself, Sean Atwood. With me as the host, there's going to be a no-holes-barred exploration of Michael Francis's life, including his numerous arrests and jury trials that ultimately led to his pleading guilty to a federal racketeering charge, a 10-year prison sentence, and $15 million in restitution. 
You will have the unique opportunity to ask questions during an audience Q&A session, making this event a must-see for true crime enthusiasts and anyone curious about the underworld. Don't miss this explosive In Conversation with Michael Francis. Live on stage in the UK, this exclusive in-person event will be held in various locations in the UK, Ireland and Scotland. Link in the description box below this video if you want to grab yourself a ticket. Back to the podcast. Cheers.